I watched Sandy Wexler, oh, I gosh, thought so that bad. I was almost done with it. I thought I was like, uh, it's okay. I must be close to. I I hit the button to see how much time was left. There was still an hour and fifteen so minutes long. left. You guys, you guys realize that that's a tr- uh, 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 a sure sure sign that you're enjoying a movie is to hit when you hit pause to just figure out how much time you got left. Oh man, yeah. I, you know I've done that with all you of want my to favorite save it movies. Every minute. <laughs> <laughs> Was that him just leaving the room? Yeah, he's he's not. He's he not, is not light of foot. He's not light of foot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know what. Oh, takes Dumb and Dumber is a great road trip. Yeah, film. you know that Lyndon said that. Yeah, already. We just said that. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Where were you? Huh? He was he was he was stalling trying to find an answer. All right, I'd zone out for one second in the history of our show, <laughs> and you guys are ready to pounce. Yeah, that's the that's Come the on, nature we're, of we're the game. We're dragging you along, chat. Yeah, always not listening. God. <laughs> Would you pay attention for once? Just be for prepared once. for once. What movie are we doing? <laughs> All right, we'll end into sleep. Uh, and uh... <laughs> <laughs> sorry, yes, I agree. Thank oh you. Gosh, we have... You agree with me? Lyndon, bring yourself back online. <laughs> yeah. I did zone out for a second. Lyndon, do you have a voice that we, we want to hear Chet say? No, I only have voices for you, Rodney. <laughs> you mean you only have eyes for me. You can have voices no. for him, but you can have eyes just for me. Very good. Everything you got. Everything you got. What's that? I love you, What's man. that from? Is that love you, man? Yeah, yeah. 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 I love soccer. Love the galaxy. <laughs> that's that's Chet on a Bluetooth. Here we go, galaxy. This is Down the Hall Podcast with your hosts, Chet Bear. It's Black Hawk Down with aliens. What's the problem? Rodney Hart. Oh, definitely would have been Team Jake. Not the vampire. You don't root for a vampire. And if you're lucky, Lyndon Wells. I thought Chet was going to launch into his terrible British accent again. Beer Garden. Beer Garden was pretty spot <laughs> That was on. pretty good. No, he definitely got that. Welcome back to another episode of Down the Hall Podcast. Rodney is uh, still in the middle of his health challenge. How's that going for you, buddy? In the middle. I'm at the very, very beginning. Today is a cleanse day, which means I get no actual solid food. Mm. Well, that beer should help that you're drinking. You're not supposed to tell people because this is definitely not an okay thing to be doing. (laughs) All right. Well, Lyndon, how are we doing over there? Doing well, thanks. It's only three weeks before I come over to see you now. Yeah. Yeah, it's coming close. 3.9 weeks, I think. No, Rodney, you have to remember, this episode is being released next Friday. <laughs> it is three weeks. I know weeks. it's a mental exercise for you. <laughs> it is three weeks. You still think it's 2017, it according weeks. to our yeah. last wow. episode. Crazy, huh? What month are we in? January? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, all right, well, go ahead. We thought we were 2017 last episode, didn't we? No. Well, Rodney did. Me. <laughs> I don't know at all the <laughs> date. And then he said, it's not like anything's been released in 2018. Only potentially the most successful movie ever made, which would be Infinity Wars. But you have no patience for that. We already know. <sighs> Should we get on with the episode? <laughs> yeah. So uh, welcome to Down the Hall Podcast. If you're catching us for the first time, uh, we aim to help people take back movie night. That's really uh, you know, the bulk of what we do is we sift through Netflix and Amazon Prime, HBO Go, and we find all the accessible, you know, streamable platforms and and find really interesting, hopefully great movies for you to watch to help take back movie night. Um, because the average person wastes 115 hours every year just looking for a movie to watch. Um, and I, I can tell by your eyes, Chad, that you're asking me, you're begging me to ask you what you would do with it. 
Do with what? I, I first of all, with an additional 115 hours, you routinely make weird eye contact with me. So I'm okay if you'd stop that. What would I do with an extra 115 hours? Uh, well, this time around, I would say, um, I all three of us uh, would use that extra time to prepare for the fact that we're actually going to be interviewing the director. Uh, of the movie of the week, which we're going to get to the basic details of that and tell our listeners what the movie of the week is. But one of the the things, one of the staples of, of Down the Hall has been all these different actors and directors and writers we've been able to interview. And we've got another one. It's Mark Rasso, who is the director of today's film. Mark Rasso. Hmm, good input. <laughs> why, did, why did you repeat that? <laughs> I, I feel like I need to say it now. Mark Rasso. Yeah, see? It feels good, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I'll give you that one. Thank you. And then also in today's episode, we have another round of movie taboo. Uh, we have a movie to avoid and a topic to talk through. Uh, so, Jens, are you ready to roll? So ready. I am Russo. <laughs> I, that's just confusing. Well, I don't know how you get a podcast, but you should look into it. Yes, of course. It's down the hall. It's on site. And here we go. All right, well, today's movie is Kodachrome. There's only one place left in the world that processes Kodachrome, and that's Dwayne's photo in Persons, Kansas. Your father found four rolls he shot a really long time ago, and he wants you to drive them. I have not spoken to the man in over a decade. He's dying. Let's go. We're burning daylight. Well, you're going too, huh? Yeah, unless you want to give me my shot. Uh, this movie came out in 2018. Which, Ronnie, is this year. It is. Uh, and uh, it's a Netflix original, so about as accessible as it gets. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's only an hour and 45 minutes. Um, it's a drama starring Ed Harris, a.k.a. the Man in Black from Westworld, which I'm a, a big fan of. Um, Jason Sudeikis and Elizabeth Olsen. Uh, like we said, it's directed by Mark Rasso. Um, this one, before I turn things over to you, Rodney, to ask why we're calling it the movie of the week, um, I, I feel like uh, the backdrop to this is that I had no idea what the word Kodachrome meant. It refers mm-hmm. to a type of film uh, used for, you know, for photography. But this movie is inspired by, and I, I can't wait to ask Mark Rosso a little bit more about this, but it's inspired by an article that was written about an event, a true story event that happened in, I believe, 2012. Um, I hope I have that year correct. But as we know, and down the hall, we don't Does get it, years. 2010. Who yeah. cares? 2010. 2010. Okay. Um, in 2010, uh, Kodak stopped producing the necessary dye to produce, uh, to develop this type of film. Um, and they were switching to newer stuff. And so there was this one last mom and pop shop in Parsons, Kansas, I believe, that had the dye necessary in order to develop the last, you know, any anybody who had this film, the only place they could get it developed was... Uh, at this place in Parsons, Kansas. So people literally came from all over the world uh, and stayed for, for days and maybe even weeks, um, camped out in order to get their film developed in this little town of Parsons, Kansas. And that is the backdrop for uh, the movie of the week. Obviously, there's a lot more to it. But I thought that was a really interesting um, article, you know, true story that uh, helped inspire this story. So Rodney, why don't I turn this over to you? Tell us what this movie's about and why we're calling it the movie of the week. Yeah, so... Um... I think even when you told me that um, that fact, I was actually even more intrigued by the story. But but basically, what this is is a story of Jason uh, Sudeikis, who uh, who is kind of down on his luck. He's not really had anything, hasn't had much success, and he's basically about to be fired at the very beginning. Um, he's estranged from his father, and so the very premise of this story is um, he ends up getting on a road trip 
with his father, who he has an estranged relationship with, you know, the the reason that they're going on the trip is that for his dad to be able to produce, who is, who's a photographer, to be able to produce kind of his final roles of, of film. Um, the only thing that gets him convinced to be able to go with his dad, because otherwise he has 0% interest in going, um, is he's approached by Elizabeth Olsen, and she basically presents it to him saying that, hey, your dad's not doing so well. Um, he has three rolls of film that he needs to get produced. He wants you to drive him to, to Kansas. So it's a road trip movie, um, which I I love. Um, I, I know I went in a roundabout way to, to describe mm. this movie. But in any case, it's a road trip movie um, with an estranged father and son while also traveling with Elizabeth Olsen, who is his nurse and caretaker. Um, and, you know, as road trip movies go, I think this is genuinely one of, I feel like, Netflix has done a ton of very great TV series, but very few great movies. I'm going to put this with like Mudbound as one of their few standout movies that I sit there, look at it and go like, wow, why haven't you made more movies like this? Um, Just phenomenal acting throughout. um, Really interesting story, really interesting backdrop. And me personally, I love road trip movies. I love um, the dynamic and relationships explored in this whole entire movie. And so I think why it's so interesting is, or why it's a movie night of the week, um, is because I think it's got to be impossible for anybody to watch this and not be immediately hooked by just what's going to happen on this road trip. Cool. Nice, nice and succinct. Yeah, so I saw this movie, <laughs> and I'm confused by everything you just said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, it, in, in summary, Ed Harris is a photographer <laughs> and dying. His son he hasn't talked to in 10 years, played by Jason Sudeikis, is down in his luck, is convinced to go on this road trip with dying Ed Harris, who also has very defined biceps, I must say, in this movie. Yeah, for me by surprise. Out from that drum kit, yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. And, uh, Elizabeth Olsen, you kept saying is his nurse. I don't think you'd specified which his. Uh, she's the nurse of Ed Harris. Ed Harris, the old guy. Yeah, obviously the old man. But he looks like he's in better shape than Jason Sudeikis. I'll say that. I I don't know. <laughs> I would say he's. Uh, yeah, I mean, I there's. It's impossible for me to not look at Ed Harris and say. Boy, that is an old man. Well, since there's a chance that the director is listening to this episode and uh, we're going to be interviewing him here in the next week or so, uh, why don't we turn things over to our resident professional, which is Lyndon Wells. I still haven't heard what he thinks about this film. Okay, so I don't... This film is not particularly subtle or surprising. There's lots of contrivances around the the road trip itself. And I think the destination, like the film itself, is never really in doubt. But that's not what the film's about. It's... It's like its namesake, Kodachrome. It's about capturing humanity in a snapshot. And it's this, the Ed Harris steals the film for me. He's um, he's like this ball of bitterness and misery. And he throws abuse everywhere. And he kind of takes a little bit of delight in the carnage he causes. Uh, and I think the, the central relationship between him and his estranged son is what the film's about. And it's capturing that, that couple of days, that those moments of humanity they share. And whilst the road trip itself, it's, it's a formulaic road trip movie. It's more about those performances and that, uh, connection of humanity. And I think Elizabeth Olsen again is very good in this film. I think we recommended her recently in wind river as well. I think she's, she's probably the most underwritten of the three main characters, but what she does with what she's given is very, very good. 
Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I feel like she plays the type of role in a movie... Um, I mean, I don't even want to draw the connection to Rachel McAdams in The Notebook because they're not really the same type of movie, but where it's like, for me, I instantly fell in love with her as an actress. You know, where it's I feel like yeah. she does a lot of subtle things really, really well. Um, kind of portrays a... I don't know, just a very, very, you know... I don't know, just a great character. Like, she, she kind of... Um, acts it perfectly i guess so, for a lack of it, it, i think better words. in this film though it's uh ed harris and his biceps are mvp he puts in a great performance mm, I, I would agree with that <clears throat> um i think that uh, what i like about this movie the most is the acting performances i mean i thought the story was great too but like you said Lyndon, i think that i somewhat saw pieces of the ending um prior to it happening you know kind of predicted what, what but i don't feel like yeah. that took away from my enjoyment we're going to get yeah. to what we gave in terms of ratings, I have actually recommended this to several people in my life, even before doing this episode. Um, I texted both you and I said, this is a, a, I found a drop what you're doing and watch type movie on Netflix. And I think that's exactly what it is. And it recently came out, right? Yeah, it did. It came, well, I, I believe it was available very recently. I know Legna was saying it's being, uh, promoted all over New York right now. Um, so anyway, I, I, I agree. This, this is worth your movie night because like Rodney said, I, I can't imagine someone watching this and not finding like it's very heartfelt um mm-hmm. and you know ed harris plays a very i mean just a despicable you know character yeah, he but, is very bitter so bad but but like that's perfect when how it works off of the bitterness that jason sudeikis's character has towards him uh and i think that makes elizabeth olsen's role even more important because she kind of it, it's not heavy-handed you know she kind of comes off and and kind of balances out a little bit i think ed harris is so He's so bitter, it, all, it becomes awkward to watch. There's one moment where there's a sit-down meal and the, uh, he makes the whole – you feel like you're sitting in that room. So it's good. so awkward and difficult to watch. But it's so good. I feel like – you know why it's so good? Is you, you started – you you sat up. I remember I watched you watch that scene because I had already watched the movie before mm-hmm. and then I watched it again with you. And in that scene specifically, you sat up straight and just started clapping like, oh, man, this is a like perfect, awkward – tension yeah, from something really inappropriate yeah. he says at the dinner table because that's exactly. what he would do and that's the thing is that the whole time he one he's just so believable as that that guy yeah you know it's just like the artist who's also just completely self-absorbed and doesn't really care about anybody but himself and if need be he'll say the thing that nobody wants him to say because he'll get a reaction out of people and i feel like at that dinner table scene Maybe we'll talk about it in the spoilers. To me, <laughs> I found it hysterical, but also like, oh God, he would do this. He would ruin even yeah. the people who love him the most. You know, he has a way of just being like, wow, you really, really want to push everyone away, don't you? All right, guys. Well, so what did we give it on a scale from one to 10, starting with Lyndon? I feel like I need to watch it again. I think that I, I did really enjoy it. I'm going to give it a high seven. Mm, okay, so for me, it's uh, it's actually an extremely high eight. The more we talk about it, I'm I'm teetering onto a nine. I mean, mm. I, I enjoyed it that much. You know, I recognize that there are moments of like I get it. Like you know, it, it's not going to be the most critically acclaimed movie, but just in terms of personal enjoyment and how quickly I wanted yep. to recommend it and tell and bring it up and find reasons to bring it up in conversation in my life. I, I don't know. I, this is for me, maybe right at a nine. Mm-hmm. So you're a high eight. Yeah, yeah, probably. So I'm. I'll, I'll go ahead and say that I'm the nine because I, to me, this movie is one that I genuinely enjoyed 
from the from the outset, I was completely hooked in. I think it's perfectly casted characters, perfectly acted characters, and a topic that I love. And I think the fact that it's based on a true story where, like, you know, it's grounded in some sense of reality where there's this film, you know, that was, you know, there was a period of time where it, it stopped being able to be produced, I feel like makes it kind of a, I don't know, a premise that I really enjoy the idea of like them, yeah. like a reason for them to go on the road trip in the first place. So to me, there's so many elements of it that just are all really a plus. And so I think to, yeah. compared to our last recommendation as well, I think this is a lot easier to recommend. Definitely a lot less caveats. Yeah, definitely. Good time. Uh, I can't see anyone <laughs> not taking something away from this film. Agreed. So Rodney, we gave seven, eight and nine. What was the IMDb score? Uh, the IMDb score currently, and it's not very many reviews because it just came out. Uh, I guess I'm only saying that because it's a 6.8, which even when I went and looked at it, I guess I was really surprised that the IMDb score isn't higher than a 6.8. But, um, you know, I, I guess there's a lot of room to go um, for that. Feels like it's one that can age well, though. I feel like give it enough time as it's it's now out and people are starting to talk about it a little bit more. And, you know, our listeners will watch it. And, you know, I feel like it's going to age well. It's, I think it's a very enjoyable film i don't i struggle to find what someone could say super negatively about it but good thing we baked that into our episodes as well we're going to get into uh what the professionals say about it hate 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 double hate loathe entirely i like you a lot so on rotten tomatoes right now it has a 71 percent, which i guess is more in line i mean is that's not shocking. Well, what was good time was 90 something percent wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, right. I feel like that should be the other way around. I completely agree with you. I guess 71% and 6.8 after I watched the movie, I was a little bit I I didn't go to IMDb before watching this. I was really kind of surprised because I thought I don't know what people aren't liking as much as I liked. But in any case, um Lyndon, why don't you go ahead and give us what the best and worst reviews are so that way I can try and wrap my mind around what what critics didn't like. So let's start with the worst review and work our way up. The worst review comes from, I think it's a made up publication, a uh, village voice. I mean, yeah, the village idiot. I believe. Who, who's village? Yeah. Who's, whose yeah. village is he speaking for? I, I don't know. And also, I don't know if you have that over there, but when we say someone's a, like talking rubbish, like, Oh, they're a bit village. Just, no, we just villages are just rubbish. nouns for us. Not, uh, not uh okay. <laughs> well anyway village voice say netflix kodachrome is good fall asleep with the tv on fair and i mean you should snooze out immediately unless you want to be subjected to a criminally mediocre family drama hey um village voice <laughs> who hurt hey. you who hurt you <laughs> who who said mean things to you what is this so that that's not even a take on the movie that's what I hate. No. You know, if you have a take on a movie and a reason as to why you don't like it, sure, I may disagree with you, mm-hmm. but I'm going to be okay with that. Uh, this this that isn't even – mediocre family. It didn't drama. even say anything about it. it yeah. I, I think give me a only, reason. The only criticism I can find in the film is the formulaic kind of road trip narrative, but it doesn't even mention that. And the best bit about the film is the family drama and the humanity, and they're saying that's criminally mediocre. Yeah, I don't oh, – I just don't no, agree that the, wrong. the family drama is mediocre. I don't. No. I think that it's it's interesting enough and maybe not like and, groundbreaking, but at the same time, you know, I don't know. I think if if you didn't have all the other positives, you just had Ed Harris's performance, I think I'd still recommend it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. So what was the best review? The best review comes from The Hollywood Reporter. 
Rasso takes Kodachrome, shot entirely on Kodak motion picture film, as his departure point to keenly deconstruct the bonds that hold families together and the portrayals that drive them apart, relying on unshowy style that emphasises the actors' captivating performances. Well said. Yeah, I mean, it, what that it, it really the emphasis being on the uh, the performances of the actors. I think we we had, exactly. had said as much. Mm-hmm. Do, do you guys care that it was shot, shot entirely on Kodak motion motion picture film? That it was shot. That it was shat on. <laughs> it was shat on by uh, Kodak. I know. When that came up at the end, I quite liked that because it tells you right at the end of the film, doesn't it? Yeah, we're going to ask, uh, we'll have to ask him about that a little bit more in yeah. detail. Yeah, really, walk us through. Uh, yeah. That's a really nice note. I enjoyed that. Um, all right, so that's our movie of the week. Uh, definitely, I mean, the, like, the only last thing I'll say, and not to beat a dead horse, but there are definitely, we always, we always recommend with as much integrity as possible, meaning we always recommend movies that, we genuinely feel we would, you know, recommend to personal friends or family. Um, but occasionally we find ones that I'm especially excited about. And that's how I feel about, that's how I feel about Kodachrome. So definitely prioritize seeing it this week. That's our movie of the week. But we also have, uh, as we do every week, a movie to avoid. There's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once. Shame on, shame on you. It fooled me. We can't get fooled again. So our good old friend has popped up again. I'm sure he's been on a couple movies to avoid now. And it's with his latest Netflix offering, uh, Adam Sandler in a film called The Week Of. The Week uh, Of. Now, full disclosure, all, none of us have actually seen this. Uh, and I know we're meant to be watching films to tell you to avoid it. But honestly, if anyone wants to watch this film after watching the trailer just this stop this thing for now. you yeah this podcast isn't <laughs> yeah. for you i mean the thing is i think it's very abundantly clear adam sandler long ago stopped trying he definitely stopped trying wasn't there the uh the leaks like the email leaks about, like from sony where there were all these things about how like he literally basically said that he is just focused on getting his group of friends together to go on different vacation spots, like choosing where they're going to film the next film based on like just where they want to go next and then make a movie around that. That's what, I mean, like he has stopped trying. Yeah. I mean, he was on a run in the nineties at this point, dude, like we need, you need to happy <laughs> Gilmore drive yourself away. He doesn't even look like he's enjoying himself much in the films. <laughs> I mean, if he's having a good time and getting paid, then well done him. But yeah, right. Well, I feel like the movie. It it. <laughs> exactly. I feel like the movie itself. Like, shame on us for hitting play because <laughs> yeah. I've hit play on more on on those movies, even though I know that they're probably fact, just well, mailed in. Maybe we're onto something. We're saying to avoid it without seeing it. We've seen the trailer. We know to avoid it. We'll keep those numbers down. Yeah, this is a collective effort from the down the hall community. Like, we need to do everything we can to make sure that this jamoke doesn't see, mm. doesn't keep getting. <laughs> Films on Netflix. You know, hey, you know, Adam, Adam, we're just, we just, we're fine with you taking vacations. We just, we don't want to be a part of funding it. I anymore. just don't want to watch it. <laughs> the, yeah. Who knew that? Like the greatest line from any Adam Sandler movie, which is the uh, Billy Madison, you know, I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul, would actually be a prophetic line about his later work. Yeah, it's tr- so true. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points. 
and may God have mercy on your soul. All right. So now we go into the next segment of this episode, which is movie taboo. Just again, because we don't have a creative, more creative way of describing it. Uh, first uh, time we did this was in our Wind River episode, and that was uh, Rodney and Lyndon, Team Lynn Diesel, as mm-hmm. they were named, um, ended up totaling 11 points combined. It was controversial, but 11 points. Uh, and then in our most recent episode, that uh, Good Time was the name of the movie we recommended, uh, Team Avengers, which was Lyndon and I, we came away with 10 points, also controversial. So Yeah, far more <laughs> controversial, because... You said that Legna's already said yes to the point. She hasn't even heard the episode. I guarantee you that she's going to find yours more egregious. Uh, Well, anyway, so the rules of this game are simple, which is uh, Rodney's about to – I'm sorry. Lyndon's about to text a list of movies to Rodney and then to myself. And whoever has the list has to try to to describe said movies um, to the other person without using a character name, an actor name, or a keyword in the title. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other person has to try to guess. And we have one minute to get as many as we can. The uh, the number to beat so far is 11 combined. So, Tim Lynn Diesel. What's our name? What's our name, Rodney? The OGs, right? The OGs. <clears throat> the OJs. The original gangsters. The original... The own goal. I don't know. Uh, the original jumpers. It's got to be something. All right. Can we, can we be Rodney, the... I'm about to send a text. And I'm, I'm going to count to three. I'm ready. I'm the time. All right, give me the countdown because I have the text here. I'm going to not have another. Right. Three, two, one, go. Okay. Um, I'm green and angry. Shrek? No, well, come on. The Grinch. You're kidding. <laughs> the green, green and angry. Oh, the Hulk. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. Another one of those style of movies. Yeah. Uh, one that you said that I would really enjoy. Black Panther. No, that I would really. Thor Ragnarok yes, 3. Yes, you got it. Thor Ragnarok uh, <laughs> uh, Another one of those style of movies that's newest that I would hate. But uh, Avengers Infinity War, man, yeah. he's sabotaging. <laughs> another one, another one that I oh, hate. God. That is uh, the second one of the first good one. What Iron Man two? Yeah. Um, okay, now I have no idea what number this is, but um, if you like Stars and Stripes, what Captain America two, Winter Soldier, Civil yeah, War. Yeah, you got it. All right, Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Uh, I have no idea which number of this. It's oh the gosh! Whole stop gang telling to, me the that. Whole Just together, it. the whole gang together. Avengers to Age of Ultron. Yep, you got it. Uh, a different kind of gang altogether, cartoonish. Justice League. Uh, the Sandlot. Uh, That's Charlie time. Brown. That's time. Stop telling me what, that you don't know. You're so. Ah, oh, gosh. Okay. I, I don't know what this one is. I, I also another one that I probably wouldn't like. Okay. Did you get the theme there? Yeah. The next one is Guardians of the Galaxy Two. Ant-Man, oh. Civil War, Avengers. Gosh, he sabotaged I, No, that, that right there, okay. I should have been able to slam home okay. all of those. Another one so, I don't like. I got six. I'm fine getting rid of one of them because I did say the second one of something, and it's Iron Man 2. Isn't that? That feels okay. that, that feels kind of wrong. Okay. So we'll right, call so it five. Five we'll, we'll say five. Why is it always controversial? <laughs> it's, it's I'm in protest at five, but it, it's, it's, it's an acceptable protest. Five, all right. Rodney, I wasn't sure time, whether to send that list whether or not to you like Chet or Rodney. Like I didn't know which movie. one it would be funnier to send to. <laughs> I feel like it's a good clue. Rodney, I don't it don't start with your opinion on the movie. <laughs> I feel like you it's did, a good you, clue. You, you did that, you did that. I listened back to the first time we did Taboo, and it was Wedding Crashers. And the first thing you said was, really great comedy. <laughs> <laughs> That's your favorite comedy movie. It wasn't to me, movie. it was to Linda. Oh, it's Linda, no. <laughs> You, you, you ready, Chet? 
You ready? I am. Text sent. All right. I am ready. Uh, you tell me when. Time starts now. Okay. Um, dog's name is uh, Snoop. Uh, dog's name is Tupac. Oh, um, um, my God. It's like a, well, yeah, it, it's I, like a search, a different word for search. It's when you like, um, someone oh my who, God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> come on now. All right. We'll skip it. Um, it's a bunch of kids who make a band and they're in a school. We did a uh, episode Street. Okay. Um, this is one of, uh, this is okay. Two old men on the front porch. Two old men on a front porch, uh, adopt like a, a kid. Secondhand lines. Yep. Um, <laughs> Lyndon has a different name for this ending with the word crap that you, you love this. Something movie. borrowed. Yep. Um, all right. Uh, uh, it's putting an idea in somebody's mind through their dreams. Uh, Inception. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> this one is about golf. It's a comedy movie. Caddyshack. Nope. Um, we just referenced Happy it. Gilmore. Yep. Uh, okay. A chase movie. Uh, it's about the uh, the like Aztecs or the Mayans. Um, <clears throat> all right. Mel I'm Gibson gonna, movie? Yeah. yeah. Um, Apocalypto. Ah, dang dang it. it. Oh, wait. It's not Apocalypto. It's Apocalypse Now. No. <laughs> oh, dang it. I read that too quickly. Uh, and what was the one you couldn't get to begin with, Rodney? He's, he, no, I got he it said, though. He Hunt, got it though. Hunt, Hunt for the, the Wilder people, people somewhere in the middle. Yeah, so we got Hunt for the Wilder People, Sing Street, Secondhand Lions, Something Bard, and Inception, and Happy Gilmore. So that's six. You also put Secondhand Lions twice on this list. <laughs> what <Did> I? I? <laughs> oh, so we get both points. <laughs> so we got. Oh, yeah, I did. We, we got, never got there. We got six and a contentious five. So, so contentious almost 12. Uh, almost. So it's it's the most. Wait, yet. wait, wait. Did you get Hunt for the Wilder People? Mm-hmm. I did. If you, I, yeah, he did. He eventually really did. after saying Sing Street before I got Secondhand Lions, you just hear me yell Hunt for Wilder. Yeah, people. he he did. Well, I, I feel you like you've already passed that one. Oh my gosh! Oh, is that how that works? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you've moved on. Can't I'm, you go back? Uh, <laughs> there's no backsies. We didn't, there's no backsies. <laughs> oh, all right. So either this is wait, hold on. It's either five or six. It, it's it's either. Five and a half, it's five and a half and five and a half. You realize this is either 10 or 12. I think. No, wait, wait, where's the other half come from? Well, because. No, no, we're going five and five, 10. Lynn Diesel wins, (laughs) (laughs) Silla. Jeez. Yeah. Well, the halvesies would be from from Hunt for Wilder People. Wait, no no backsies, no halvesies. (laughs) Man, he's really like fighting us on this. Yeah, I know, it's fair. Have the British people ever fought Bostonians? I mean, not that they won. Like, ever in We're history. Not so, I mean, Has there ever been, like, a, a, a conflict? It'd be between... like a makeup. Like, us giving in is a makeup call. Yeah. Like, okay. Fine. You, it's you, fine. You can have your tea. It's fine. You can have your, your 11 points. You can have your tea. We'll just throw your tea in the harbor. All right. <laughs> uh, so, we uh, we still have a little bit to go in this episode. We're going to eventually get into what we call it the spoiler talk, where we're going to, you know, discuss some of the finer points of the film, Kodachrome. Uh, and if you plan on watching it, again, we highly recommend that you do. You would want to jump off before we get to that. But before we do that, um, there's two things we always do. We talk through a topic, um, but we also have a Rodney voice of the week. Oh, God. Why do I always <laughs> you forget? You always forget that it's going to happen. But, Rodney, I, um, I was thinking today uh, about something you said recently. You said that this Rodney voice of the week only feels like uh, it's set up just to make fun of you. I was reflecting on that, and I came to the conclusion that that's true. true. <laughs> that's hundred <laughs> percent true. Um, but I think, to be fair, this is unplanned. But I think I have to offer up my services here as well. Tor, if you gave me a voice of the week, what does that mean? <laughs> I'd, I'd be ready to go. Okay. Well, hang on, hang on. 
then at some point I have to do voice of the week. I'm not. I, I, let's just keep Rodney doing it all the time. What, what if, if Lyndon's been doing a British accent fakely this whole time? <laughs> fakely. <laughs> fakely. Bigly. <laughs> Hugely. Um, wait, so you want me to tell you to do a voice? No, I definitely don't. I'm just saying I'm, I'm willing to. I want to hear Chet do Austin Powers asking us for a five-star review. <laughs> you know I've never seen those? You've never seen what? an Austin... Oh, my... No, I really oh, haven't. Oh, now... Like it's falling to you. It's yeah. falling to you, Rodney, then. <laughs> um, all right. Let's, let me think if I can think of an Austin Powers... Uh, this is also because I don't have... Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. There you go. <laughs> no, that was good. Do it. Say that. Today, I'm going to need you to go and give us an iTunes review. Yeah, baby. Groovy. Five <laughs> stars only will be accepted. <laughs> Not bad. Gold member. Gold no flakes. Either. Get in my belly. Oh, that's another damn, character. I could do that. Fat, oh, fat bastard. I eat because I'm unhappy. I'm unhappy because I eat. It's a vicious cycle. <laughs> Get in my belly. Get in my belly. Five star reviews. Rate my iTunes. <laughs> now I just sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> when do you do it? When you do voices, you both go iTunes. <laughs> it's the only way to say it, right? So iTunes. Yeah, I feel like that should have been up your alley for sure. What Linda. fat bastard? No. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, people don't know you're 410 pounds. Gee, people don't. Know. People, people don't know. <laughs> iTunes. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Well, uh, our topic for today, which we asked the listeners to jump in on, um, which is on Facebook and Twitter, which was, "What is your favorite road trip movie?" Do you really love the lamp, or are you just saying it because you saw it? I love lamp. I love lamp. All right, so let's start with the listeners. Uh, Quinn in Pennsylvania, who actually, ironically, I've taken a road trip to go visit she and her husband. This is one of my mentors. This is someone I went to go visit. Anyway, full circle here. Quinn in Pennsylvania, uh, she said The Incredible Journey. Is that the one with the animals? The dogs? Yeah. It's also known as uh, Homeward Bound, isn't it? Is it? Those aren't two different yeah. movies? Oh, Homeward no, Bound? same movie. It's it? I think for some reason over here it's called Homeward Bound. Are you sure it's the I same had movie? no idea it was the same movie. I knew yeah. it. Growing up in South America, it was known as Homeward Bound for me, so I loved it. Yeah, but also you Great. saw it in 2010 and thought it was new in South America. I, it, are you sure that it's the same? Are we sure about this? I'm pretty sure. Too bad we don't have there was one. I thought there was one where the like the dog and the cats like talked to each other, and another one that was not, and it was like narrated over. If only we had the ability to look things up on something. <laughs> that sounds crazy. Mm. Also, Maybe a future world. Incredible journey. Is that anything like the Incredible Gurney? What is that? Disney. It's called Disney Homeward Bound: The Incredible Journey. Oh. Wow. What do you know? Now is that a road trip? You know what I guess is this a hiking means? movie a road trip? Well, I guess- you know, what I, you, know what you know what I just realized? So I, I thought these were two separate movies. Now I just now realize I've seen one less movie than I ever thought I had. It's there just is this one movie. Oh, there's a sequel. I didn't yeah. see that. Homeward yeah, there's Bound a too. sequel called Homeward Bound Lost in San Francisco. Yeah, It's not seen, Lost in Space because usually most sequels end up in space. That's, they don't they don't resort to space right time. away. Mm, give it enough time. Uh, all right. Troy in Kansas City says planes, trains, and automobiles. Mm choice it's a good one uh this is a very creative answer matt in maine says the fellowship of the ring 
Much like the incredible journey, I'm in protest. It is <laughs> road trip, road trip story. Well, just because we didn't. I mean, what's a road trip? Does it does it necessi- necessitate a car? I think it necessitates a road. There's definitely roads. They stayed off of them purposefully, but there's road. Okay, hiking movies. Yeah, is wild a road trip? Who are you? Get out of here. Wild a road trip? This is tough. This is a a tough day. Rodney's winning the quiz and I'm agreeing with him. I think they're more hiking, aren't they? They're hiking movies. You've seen Wild with Reese Witherspoon. Well, Matt in Maine, I want you to know I appreciate you as a listener. I can't speak for these two. Uh, I I don't, Matt. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Nate. Uh, I'm somewhere in the middle. Bartender Nate says Eurotrip because when they arrive, they go on a road trip. So what is it with all the listeners now doing borderline answers? Now, does he know that Eurotrip... So Eurotrip was a remake, not a remake, but basically a copy of the movie called Road Trip. Yeah. Do you think he knows that? Do you think he's... Is he being cute? Is he, is he aware Eurotrip's I think he's cute. Is he, I think he's cute. I... I, yeah, <laughs> listen, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm when, just asking if you think that he's being cute. When Lyndon's in town, we're going to go see him and grab a drink. Mm. I'll be the judge of the cuteness. As you always are. Mm. Uh, all right, well, Lyndon, uh, what is your favorite road trip film? Um, so there's quite a few to choose from. Uh, there's Little Miss Sunshine, which is a great mm. film. That is a great one. Rain Man, mm. uh, that's a road trip. He won't get on the plane. Um, Dumb and Dumber is essentially a road trip. But if I have to choose, probably my, the most recent road trip I enjoyed would probably be Mad Max. No, that's a road trip. Oh well, that's that's a chase. They're not. They're not. There's no destination. Well, I guess. Okay. No, I'm, I'm bending the rules there. <laughs> I agree. Man, though. what is with all you guys getting so <laughs> cute with the answers? Just pick a road trip movie. You you, you listed out two okay, perfectly okay. good ones. <laughs> I'll go Little Miss Sunshine. Little Miss Sunshine is a great road trip. Okay. Film. Thank you. We've done a number of road trip films for the show. Um, Captain Fantastic was a road trip film. Oh yeah, that's great. Uh, oh, actually, I changed my answer. Seeking a friend for the end of the world was a road trip film. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's more. While you're stalling to find your own answer, I'm going to say I'm stuck between two comedy road trips. Um, there's Due Date, of course, um, which is a a really great one. But I'm going to go with Tommy Boy. They are on the road doing sales, staying at various hotels. To me, Tommy Boy is one of my favorite movies of all time mm. and one of my favorite road trips of all time. Now, is this bending the rules to say almost famous because they're the band on the road? Ooh, I would, yeah. They're touring. Okay, well, my actual answer then is another one we've done on the show, The Fundamentals of Caring. It's a good one. Oh, yeah. That's a great one. Yeah, right? my actual answer is Captain Fantastic. Hmm. Okay, well, if as like I said, you said earlier, no takesies, backsies. So. No backsies. <laughs> no backsies. All right, well, we're about to jump into the uh, spoiler section of this episode, where we're going to break down, like we said, the uh, our favorite scenes, scenes and outs of Kodachrome. So if you're planning on watching this, uh, jump off now. And as Lyndon's friend recently said that we don't give enough warning, I would say, jump off now. Get out of here. Go on, get. Mom says we can't keep you. Jump off. I said, jump bridge. off now. Yeah. <laughs> I like that you saying it louder would help. <laughs> I just, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, I mean, effectively get out of here. But um, but we do want to invite you to go to our website, downthehallpodcast.com, scroll down, recommend a movie for us to watch, one that you think is worth everyone's movie night. Uh, we have a few that we have to look at and watch. We promise you will watch them. We do not promise we'll do an episode on those. So if you get one, 
that uh, an episode is made from, you'll feel special. Um, and, uh, and so will Rodney. So, uh, LC, you can follow us on Twitter at down the hall guys, uh, or on Facebook down the hall podcast. And we are about to now get into the spoiler section. I told you not to give details. Yeah. Well, you're the one who gave me the details. All right, gents, <clears throat> here we are amongst friends who have seen Kodachrome or don't care to have it spoiled for them. What, uh, was the most standout scene for you? So I think we already discussed earlier for me was the, when they go and visit, uh, Ed Harris's brother, and they have that awkward dinner table mm-hmm. uh, the next morning, and he's he's just he's almost taking delight in the carnage he causes, and he's very grizzled, grizzled and bitter, and just when he causes like basically say he cops off with his brother's now wife, like before they were together. Yeah, and he, like, he oh, makes oh. the inference that they had had a, a history. Yeah, of some sort. yeah. No, I mean, it's just so not just, inference, not just inference. I mean, he. Basically says says as much. He did every trick yeah. in the book. Just, yeah. like, like you said, it's you, that's, that's such a well, I think, a build up of awkward tension. Yeah, it's yeah. awful. I think the best part or the worst part is like it's not like he's even he's not being like he's not bragging about anything. He's basically saying that like like nothing was even. He was so drunk that nothing was working. But she did try every trick in the book, which is somehow <laughs> worse. It's just somehow, somehow worse because yeah. it's like it's not like he's trying to be like, "Oh, I was this like super virile man." He's just basically saying like, "Oh yeah, there was that one time I was with your wife. <laughs> she tried every trick in the book though to work, didn't work, but enjoy." Yes. Like there's something <laughs> so I don't know. There's something so damaging about that. The fact that it's not even bragging. He's just he's just being demonic. You know yeah. what I mean? He's yeah, just yeah. being violent. Yeah. <laughs> what's what's your what's your go to scene in this, Ronald? Um. Hmm. I've got one scene that bothered me at the end that I won't start with. But I know what you're going to say too. Yeah. Is it the photographers lined up? Of course doing, it like, is. The, yeah. The don't salute. steal it from me. That was the part that was <laughs> the not most... stealing, and I'm just giving you an alley Well, when they're all like, you mean? Um, he's taken away yeah they're all all like standing it flashing up what was your big problem with that scene i just it's like okay that like nobody not every photographer would have known that he was the one that just got it's like everyone assumed that he was dead i was like did the sun go around and tell everyone knock on the doors yeah everyone hey hey, your your hero just died come down here and let's do a 21 gun salute with cameras i don't know i'm gonna give the benefit of the doubt to the fact actually one of the striking moments of the film for me was when the reception that the rest of the photographers gave him and recognizing him initially yeah you know he's so he's perceived so differently from these people who look up to him versus his actual family Uh, i thought that was really interesting dichotomy so i am gonna give the benefit of the doubt that if they're at this like it's not a convention but they're all in the same place at the same time probably swapping stories swapping pictures and then he dies is someone that they all seemingly look up to. I can see something naturally organically forming like that. I feel like I've been in situations where something that doesn't quite you would never be able to plan or, you know, feel completely natural does happen in like a very human moment. I, I can I can believe it. I the reception You know, you're not convinced when someone says high pitched. I, I I could believe it. Um my favorite scene it actually reminded me of my favorite scene from Almost Famous. And there's a scene where Elizabeth Olsen and Jason Sudeikis are at the bar and she's just been fired by Ed Harris, which, come to find out, ends up being the last conversation she has with him. And then he gets fired. And it's also sort of their, you know, like, emotional breakthrough together. And they just kind of, all their walls are down. They're having a few drinks together. 
And it's that, like, the humor of her saying she didn't know the band live. And then, like, the song comes on. She does her best 90s voice, uh, <laughs> best 90s voice, like, rock star singer. Uh, that, that whole scene I thought was really, that's when, as I was watching it, I thought, like, oh, man, I think I really love this. I love this, this scene, this movie. My good moment was before that. Which is when he goes into a room and then they end up having, like, a conversation that one particular night. Mm-hmm. You know, like, okay. talking about kind of yeah. their own lives and everything. And where they they start to have a breakthrough moment where they were kind of contentious at first because mm-hmm. she was, you know, if you will, on his dad's side and he was not on his dad's side. You know, and then you know, she kind of comes more so. They, they become closer uh, in a conversation at his, his uncle's house. And to me, that that was the part where... Kind of the first moment where I was really, really won over by the by the movie. All right, so there we go with another uh, movie pick of the week. <laughs> Some of the that, looks you that gave took me. so long to say, but dude, I'm sorry. I I didn't space out, but I I was confused as to what I was supposed to say next. But uh, you know, this is oh, only this is only like the ninety something episode. It's not enough time for me to figure this stuff out. Uh, but anyway, we hope you join us next week for the ninety something and one episode, uh, where we will give you another movie to. Uh, to avoid and one to watch. Yikes, I am off the rail right now. And we look forward to interviewing the director of this film. We definitely want to hear what you guys have to say about it. You can find don't, Please our don't judge post. us on this episode. Yeah, do not. Yeah, you can find our post online about uh, Coda Chrome on our website, downthehallpodcast.com. We want to hear what you have to say. And if you did not get to contribute to the question tonight about what your favorite road trip film is, it's not too late. Go to our website and comment there. Uh, if I'm not forgetting anything, Not that I was super smooth this time, but if I'm not forgetting anything, that's Rodney. Over there's Lyndon, half asleep, and I'm Chet. Yeah, well, you did forget. It's 86, not 90. What is? What what are we talking about? 86th episode. Oh, (laughs) when were we on that? Well, right, not too long ago. He was talking about what episode number it was. This episode, this episode. That sounds good enough. Let's end it. 